Welcome to Average Joe's Gaming Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Tom, and special guest, Adam. Today's episode, Half the Beard of Bearded Board Games. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Adam. And we're talking to Half the Beard of Bearded Board Games. The bigger beard. Yeah, apparently that beard took out the mustache because he's not here right now. Yeah. Poor Tom. Yep, it happens. Scared him off. Yeah, so what have you been up to? Uh, pretty much the same thing as everybody else. Uh, you know, living at home. <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying, to find, trying to find a way out of this uh, COVID thing. So, uh, you know, I've got an eight-year-old, so we've been playing a lot of games. I track my gaming on an app, and... Uh, we created a whole new location just for this quarantine. And we have played 169 games since quarantine. Wow. Yeah. I'm curious, what is the name of this location? <laughs> uh, it's called a uh, home in quarantine in my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's not the depths of hell. Not yet. It's, okay. <laughs> We're, we're hanging on the rim of it. Yeah. Candyland for the 132nd yeah. time. No, thank God. Uh, so my, my son, he uh, he plays games well beyond his, his eight years. Um, but one of my favorite moments was when he was really little and my parents bought him Monopoly Junior. So he was probably four. And after we played it a couple times, he looks at me and he just goes, Daddy, there is no strategy in this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're right, but uh, you're four. <laughs> so at that point, I knew I was doing with uh, something else as far as board gaming. So we've been playing a lot harder games than uh, Candyland and Shoots and Ladders. So what's what's the uh, most popular board game that you've been playing since the quarantine? Uh, well, we started off with the uh, Ticket to Ride, the city games. So like the New York and London. Oh, yeah. We played those to death. Um, right at the beginning, Target actually had Rapid Response, the pandemic game on sale. So I picked that up. I played the New York and the, the London ones. Oh, the Ticket to Rides. Yeah, those are good. Yep. The Amsterdam is due out this month, I think. Oh, stop talking to my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I already pre-ordered it. So as soon as the it comes in, I'll be grabbing that one. I'm going to do a little magic quick, and I'm going to pop up Tom. So Okay. There you go. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom. Finally showed up. We thought you just got lost. No, I had to get some food, and I forget the fact that everybody's going through drive-up now. I could have reminded yeah. you. Yeah, you could have. Yep. Adam could have reminded you, too. You could have. Yep. Why didn't you, guys? Come you. on. I'll tell you, it's even weird, because you can't even like swing through a drive-thru in off hours anymore. No, everybody's just eating out now, which is probably good yeah. for the economy in the long run, but it's good for me sitting around I waiting coming for home. food. Yeah, I was coming home. It was late at night. I want to say it was like 8.30. You know, like I was out riding my bike. And so it was it was too late, too dark to be out riding anymore. And I'm like, oh, it's 8.30. I'll stop by 
McDonald's real quick and grab a burger for the drive home. And the, the drive through was wrapped around the building. I'm like, it's 830. <laughs> like, it's 830 like a Thursday. What, you know, I'm like, how is it still so backed up? So when you said quick, were you there until the next day? <laughs> I drove on out and didn't even bother. <laughs> now, I will say in, my, in defense of McDonald's, uh, it was around noon when I went there. So, you know, lunchtime. Oh, well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let the beard beat up the stash then. Yeah, sort of yeah. my fault yep. a little bit. Yeah, that happens. When you hit McDonald's at a lunch hour, you're going to pay for it no matter what day of the week it is. Yeah. That is very true. So so go on with your your uh, your gaming. What, what are you, oh, sure. What were you saying? So, um, yeah, we start off with the Ticket to Ride Cities. Um, then we moved into the Pandemic Rapid Response. Okay, I've been checking that one out. I have not played it yet. Uh, it's fantastic because it can't take you longer than 30 minutes because of the way the game's designed. It's a real-time game. So you start a sand timer and roll dice, and you're trying to get combinations to uh, get the correct... I can't remember what they call it. They're cubes, but they call it like the medicine or whatever. And then you got to fly them yeah. to the right country and drop it off. And it's, it's a, it's a blast. And Is it, it kind of like the, the dice pandemic game, which I can't know, think of the name of it. I think it's called the cure. I think it's. Oh yes. yeah. 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 Roll for the roll for the cure. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played that one yet. I'm not a big pandemic player. That's why I kind of, but like rapid response kind of drew me in with the, uh, the simultaneous dice roll or the, the light, the real time dice rolling and stuff. So I'd actually look back at getting roll for the cure or whatever. And I'm like, uh, not yet. So I'm trying to hold off. And then we, uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I'll probably, let's be honest. I'll probably end up with it before this quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it seems fitting the, for a quarantine. Yeah. Well, so also in the middle of this whole thing, pandemic released that hot zone North America. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't got that one, don't don't. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Kind of on the fence about that when I saw it. I was like, I don't know if that's really that it cool was, right now. <laughs> I think if you had enough people, like if you played with four people, it would be better. But okay. My son, and so with two people with your special abilities, like we played it about week, there's like nine conflict cards or whatever, and you're only supposed to put like six or seven in the deck. We put all eight in the deck or nine in the deck, and still wow. game because going back and forth, you guys can just you're overpowered with two people because your power you just get to do it on your next turn, and so there's never that large gap that you have in where, man, we really need to get this game back to player two so they can use their power. Player two is going next, and then it's back to you. And then So it was probably not the best use of funds. But uh, they, I don't know about you guys, but we've been playing. So we've been playing over uh, Zoom and FaceTime and all that with the grandparents. Okay. Doing some uh, rolling rights with, like, Yahtzee. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yep. Classic. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Yahtzee. Oh, I think just about everybody has that. And if you yeah. don't, you can grab six dice and or five dice and just play. 
Right. That's what so. we did. So we set up a Zoom call. My brother doesn't doesn't have Yahtzee, but he's like, well, I got five dice. So he picks up five dice and Google image searched a Yahtzee score sheet. And so we knew what he was trying to do. <laughs> we played yeah. Yahtzee. Cool. So then we uh, graduated into Kismet, which is like Yahtzee with colors. Yep. And then, uh, so then this is the other one I'm going to talk to you guys about. Uh, Stronghold Games has a game by Wolfgang Blarsh. That's pretty clever. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, Ganshan's clever, yeah. Yeah, Ganshan clever. And then yep. Dopelt's so clever, the twice as clever. Yep. I haven't seen that one yet, but I've heard of it. I have. Oh both. my gosh. Huh? Those are addicting. Oh, they yeah. are. And I've heard the app is really addicting on that, too. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've played that about a hundred times already. I've had it for about two weeks. Well, this is Board Game Anonymous, so uh, go ahead and talk <laughs> about your problems. <laughs> I'm Adam, and I have too many board games. I'm Tom, and I have way too many board games. I'm Joe, and I have just the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a sickness. <laughs> no such thing as too many board games. No. Yeah, I'm telling you though, those two between that's pretty clever and twice as clever, that is a fun twist on Yahtzee. Yes. Because in Yahtzee, when it's your turn, nobody else has anything to do. Right. But in that's pretty clever, everybody pays attention because at the end they get to use your dice. Oh, too. don't take blue. Don't take blue. Don't take blue. Please don't take blue. Oh, yeah. Dang it, he took blue. <laughs> yeah. Leave me the yellow one. Damn it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and so I, and that's where like, I love it. It's because my son, when we would play Yahtzee, would just kind of have that, you know, it's not my turn. Let me run around the house like a maniac. Oh, it's my turn again. But with this game, you know, I got my parents to play. Yeah, it seems, it's a good game. I like it a lot. Seems like it could be a real gateway game for some people if they if they've played some of the easier games like Yahtzee or Kismet, or even or you know, Ganshan's Clever is maybe a step towards a little more complicated board game. Absolutely. I also like to use uh, King of Tokyo for that. Oh yeah, very much so. Very Yahtzee based. Yep. And uh, but with cool monsters. No. Yeah, monster Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are some good ones. So did you get sucked but, uh, into the uh, King of Tokyo Dark Edition? So I have it. I, I have not had a chance to get to it yet. Um, but I, after I saw your unboxing video, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get it so I don't miss out on it. We're so sorry. <laughs> no, we're not. What? No, what? <laughs> no, you got to feed the addiction. That's, That's right. part of Board Games Anonymous. That's right. <laughs> you keep them being addicts. Yeah, exactly. Right I don't think that's the way anonymous groups are supposed to. Oh, be. this is this is totally different. Uh, so we in this oh. group we feed the addiction. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I am in the right. We yeah, took, we took the model and we twisted it just a little bit. Yep. We're trying to help okay, out the board okay. game companies, you know, like bearded board games. Uh, feed the addiction. Yeah. <laughs> New tagline. Yeah. <laughs> Average Joe's gaming. Feed the addiction. Feed the addiction. Oh man. Yeah. But uh 
Yeah, and then Kickstarter's been pretty active here lately, too. Yeah, it's starting to ramp up again. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of emails lately. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. Stop your emails! <laughs> Wait, no, it's my fault. Yeah, unfollow me. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's Problem how solved. that would work, I guess. Oh, man. But then I think to myself when I see those, oh, there's some cool games I'm going to be able to play in about six months. <laughs> six months, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm being optimistic. Okay. I'll tell you, yeah, we. Uh, I've been in contact with the manufacturer for our games and told them, you know, Hey, we're going to launch our Kickstarter in October. And if we get all the money to you by, you know, the end of the year, can we beat Chinese new year? And he was like, how hard, well, if you get it, how hard did he laugh at you? (laughs) So he gave us like, he's like, well, if you can get to us by this date, yes. He's like, I will guarantee it. If you can get it, get us the money, half the money by this date. And it's good. And it's literally like four days before Kickstarter will get, will get our funds to us. Oh, geez. So we're missing by like four days. Uh, and, like, and I'm like, well, yeah, we're not going to post. We'll have it out by Chinese new year. Then. Yeah, no way. Cause what's that? June It starts in June or something like that. No, it's all of February. Oh, it's okay. So it's earlier. I thought for some reason I thought it was later in the year, but yeah. So that means yeah, February. It's the whole month of February. Yeah, I still remember the first time yeah. I ever kickstarted something, and I got the update that well, Chinese New Year just started, and so well, see, Chinese New Year. Stopped. You have to just remember is a lot like Joe's birthday. It lasts all of February. Well, yeah, it should. Too. Okay, Except yeah, but it's like a national holiday. Yeah, well, mine's January, so no one cares. January to February, <laughs> we could just oh, we could have a two month <laughs> national holiday if we celebrate both. Could you part one Joe's hey. birthday in January and then part two well, in February? That doesn't seem fair. Wow. Anyway, sorry, Adam. I'll let you get. Out of that's, a, that's a long. That's a long birthday. We had a guy in my office that celebrated it for the week, and we're like, "It's you get one day, man." Well, I'm going to tell you right now that Joe's birthday every four years it gets a little bit longer. By one month. <laughs> every four years. For one day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, whatever works for you. It works. Yeah. We're, we protest uh, Valentine's Day around here. <laughs> All right. So you've been a busy boy, though. Yeah. So you have the ranch coming out, and you did nine expansions in this this beast? Yes. There are nine expansions that we, we play tested and got ready. Not to mention nine. they're a lot of fun. <laughs> so what we try to do... With this campaign is we had a bunch of ideas and we were going to do your typical stretch goals, you know, offer five or six of them and then stretch goal the other three, you know, and then we were just kind of thought about why, why do that? We want all, we all nine are good and ready to go. Why not just launch all nine of them? And then we're like, so then we were trying to figure out, well, what can we do for stretch goals? Well, what if we start off with everything being punch outs and then change them to tokens? And then again, why? The wooden tokens are amazing. They look great. Yeah. And our artist really hit it out of the park with some of those designs. Those were all his, his designs. So like that fox in there is great. And like, why would we want to give you a punch out when you could have this wooden fox token? And so they were like, okay, maybe we'll just run with no stretch goals. And um, then I was doing a lot of reading and 
listening to podcasts and stuff like that and came across one of them that Jamie Stegmeyer was talking about right. doing uh, a pre-launch uh, stretch goal. Okay. And so that's what we're running right now um, as of whatever day this is, October 3rd. Right now we have where if you go on, go find our preview page and click the remind me or notify me when it launches button. Uh, if we get to 75 people, we will unlock the first stretch goal, which is an additional farmer profile. And all, all, how, how, many, how many people do you need? Farmer Tom? Is that what that one's going to be? <laughs> Close. It's Farmer Tim, but, well, you know. Oh, I, you know, they're both fouls. They're, they're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so we're sitting almost at 50 right now, and it's only been up for like a day. So we're pretty sure we're going to hit that. Um, so we, we thought the idea of the non-traditional stretch goals was kind of an interesting idea. Um, and then we're doing a timed one. That was another thing that uh, Jamie Stegmaier talked about was doing a timed stretch goal. So we're doing where if we fund in the first uh, seven days – uh, Tim and I will shave off our beards. No, no. <laughs> and post pictures on Twitter every morning of them growing back. Okay, okay. Well, then at least you have them growing back. Don't do it. No, I think that sounds kind of cool. Actually. Okay, you know what? We'll, no, we'll also we will just shave the mustache shave the of Tom. No, and then he can post pictures right. every day. No. <laughs> All right. Let me. I got the Kickstarter page open. Let me add that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. No, there's a reason that I've never ever shaved my head because I'm afraid it won't grow back. If I shave the mustache, it may not grow back. You'll lose the power. I'll lose the power. Oh, uh, uh, I guess you don't want Tom to be powerless. Oh, that would be horrible. No, it would be awful. Yeah, how would you fight crime after that? <laughs> how would me mustache. and Sam Elliott fight crime? I'm saying. Um, All right, so you've got these nine awesome expansions. Yep. Uh, the question I have is the seasons expansion. Mm-hmm. Now, your your original backers had gotten that in their the box when you re released or refulfilled your your copies. So, yeah. is if they are not um, if they were not in on that one, does this come with the ranch expansion or the, the ranch? It does not right now. Um, we, we have only a few of those left. And so we're just going to save those right now for giveaways and, uh, conventions. Remember conventions? Okay. Yeah. I do remember conventions. You were actually supposed to be at Geekway set up. Yeah. I was supposed to be in South Dakota right now. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for rubbing a little salt wound there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I checked my schedule for today and it said, uh, supposed to be in South Dakota. Well, technically, you are right now. Yeah, technically. Yeah. <laughs> no, your voice is in South Dakota. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to save those right now. Um, we had those printed somewhere else rather than our, our main place so we could get that done quicker and not have to buy the minimum order of 500. Okay. <laughs> so the, the expansions that come with the ranch are the males, and that adds 12 new tiles. Yeah, so the males is, uh, yeah, 12 new tiles that feature uh, the bull, the ram, and the boar. 
And when you add those into fields with their corresponding female, then they make the males worth one point for every female in there. That changes the game quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it can. It can. It, well, but you can yep. also. So the guys that we play with, you know, it's it's great. To, the guys I play with at work and stuff that we play test with because we all have different strategies and everything. And so the other thing you can try to do is throw it into somebody's field where they can't get it closed, and also right. you know throw the bull into their their pig pen. So now you get no point. Oh, that's funny. And you've <laughs> got to try to close this thing. So. Uh, yeah, we, you know, it's a good take that aspect to the game. I like it. So the other one you added was the chickens and you mentioned the fox. Earlier. Oh yes. Chickens. So the chickens in, uh, typically in the bottom corner, like if there's a corner section of the tile, it has one animal in it. Right. But the chickens, we have three chickens. So if you can get the chickens in there, you can add more points quicker to your field to your score but there is the fox that roams around the board he's got rules governing the fox and if you can get the fox in somebody's field of chickens and close the field then the fox is shut into the field with the chickens and he eats all the chickens so you score zero at with the chickens i am curious though uh what does the fox say <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Pretty sure it's never mind. Not oh come on! Ning, ning 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 ning. Oh wow! So you do know it? I do. You're a freak. I, am. <laughs> I mean, Adam and I were completely clueless, but you got oh, okay. it spot yeah, on. I, yeah, okay. I, was sitting, I, I was sitting there going, "Hmm." <laughs> I also the know, stash knows. <laughs> I also know how to follow blurred lines. Oh wow! Oh, All right. Boy. Okay, and I was trying so, to remember the name of the Gote Gote song, which would fit in here if you had pronounced it Goaty. Wow, it would fit into the conversation, but can't remember the name of the song. So your little Goaty today could have made could have made funny funny jokes. Okay, so the next expansion you had for for the the ranch is uh, the markets. Yeah, markets is uh, nine new cards and six new tiles. So every game you won't get through all of them, which keeps the Playability, replayability, kind of high, so you don't you don't know which six are going to come out this game or seven that are come out that game. And the tiles on those, uh, there's a market in the middle, and it, so it, it's angled on all four sides, so it closes in on all four sides of it. Um, and then you flip over the next market card, and they affect the way scoring happens. For instance, one of my favorite ones is just called bacon. It uh, says that sheep in a mixed field are worth no points, but a farm with pigs scores three more points. So that when that's in play, that's when you can go out and close your opponent's fields that have a lot of sheep, and they score zero points for their sheep. And if it's a mixed field, and then uh, but pigs score three points. So and there's nine different ones. Look at through some of these. It's all about animals being eaten. Steak, chops. It's steak. what farming is. I mean, leather. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of animal products. So maybe it's kind of a vicious 
So if you were a, a animal activist, this is probably the game that you would want to play. Right, this version of it, yeah. especially the the, the markets <laughs> version, especially. especially the markets. Uh, yeah. Little little known fact: I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat any meat, but. And when people ask me, well, why is it because you don't like killing animals? Well, no, I always tell them I grew up in South Dakota. I know what a pig is for. Oh, yeah. He totally kills them. He just yeah, doesn't want to eat them. I don't want to eat them. I yeah. just I don't care if anybody else does. The so. butcher or fries. Yeah, there you go. That's yep. me. <laughs> okay. So the next expansion you had was the tractor. Tractor. Uh, yeah. So that's one that comes with two tractor tokens. Um, and the tractor allows... The person, if you play a game or play a tile and don't set up a hen house, then you can put the tractor on there. And then if you expand the field with the tractor, you can play two tiles. Anybody can. Uh, If they expand the field with the tractor in it, it allows you to play both tiles, which can also let you get your change out the tiles in your hand faster also helps you close bigger fields faster because you can close, you can play both tiles on your own field. Um, at the start of your turn, if you, if, you know, when the, your turn starts up again, you still have the tractor, then it goes back in the supply. And so you, it doesn't just sit in there permanently. That was one of the harder ones to balance, actually, because we couldn't figure out, because if you weren't one of the first players, then you could never get control of a tractor. And then it was, well, then it became too weak. And so we had to, that actually one of the harder balancing is making the tractor work. I think you managed to do it. Yeah. We're happy with where it landed. That's for sure. Okay. So then you had the horse. Ah, the horse. The good old gray horse. This is one that changed. Uh, it, started <laughs> off as one, it started off as one idea and then it just didn't work. And so we liked the idea of having a horse. So we had to come up with another way to incorporate a horse so this is a horse token, and he jumps over fences. Uh, and if you can shut him in to a, a fence, if you can fence in an entire area with the horse, he's worth five points. But he's a wily little thing, and he just keeps jumping over fences. So, and he's very elusive. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with him. Um, if you <laughs> depends how vindictive you are, but you can actually. <laughs> You can pin him into a corner, and uh, he sits there until somebody goes to like un- unlock him, basically. Um, so, but most of the time, people don't want to do that because he's worth a lot of points if you can keep him jumping into the right fields at the right time. Okay, then you had storage. Yeah, so storage is a fun one. Um, it's one of my favorites uh, because you can use it to add or take out animals. And so like, if you've got that one corner with a, with a sheep in it and everything else, there's a pig. You can take that one sheep out, not score it, but now you're left with all the pigs only. So you can double the the value of the pigs because you took the sheep out and then you have the sheep token and you can throw it in later. So if you've got a pro profile that says, you know, if you need a sheep, you get, you know, three points or whatever, and you close one without sheep, you can throw a sheep in there to get three points and they're limited. There's only four of each. And so Mm -hmm. if there's no cows to take, then you can't take another one because they're all taken. And now you're, now you got to figure out how you can get around that. You know, how can, 
you know, the strategy then is you got to try to get some people to get, give them back so that you can take them yourself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun one. There's a lot of strategy and when to take it, when to add it, that sort of thing. Okay. And then you went with hay bales for your next one. Hay bales. Yeah. So hay bales, um, the hay bales, just so you, you know, uh, when they go to production will be a lot larger. We did not anticipate them being quite that small. Okay. Well, see, and I was curious about this. So what made you decide the round hay bales over the rectangle hay bales? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, That's probably a better question for Tim. uh, Here comes the farming stuff. Yeah. 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 We, uh, I I don't know. I think we just would rather pieces roll around and fall off and be hard to find. I don't know. Um, There there you go. You have to replace them because you lost them. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll tell you when we got them. And I, it was the first thing I said to Tim when I when I opened the uh, prototype boxes. I was like, "Whoa, we got to make these hay bales bigger, buddy." <laughs> that kid, I like them though. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a fun one uh, where you close it and you throw hay bales into different uh, fields on both sides or different sides of your closed-in farm, and then if you can close a farm with the hay bale, you get it, and they're worth points based on how many you have squared so one's worth one point but two's worth four so um yeah it's it's a fun one um it was, a, it was fun again to kind of balance how to throw them who gets them that's that sort of thing but yeah they're going to be uh, a little larger when <laughs> when they uh, come out okay and then you had sharecroppers yeah, sharecroppers is one. So each player will start with one of these discs. Um, and then it allows you to place your hen house in an already claimed field. But then when it's closed, the owner of the field gets that disc. And again, there's only so many. And so you can, one player could end up with all of them. At one, pretty much, and then start dropping them in everywhere and score some big points at the end. So it's okay. an interesting one. Um, I think we're resizing those discs too a little bit, but yeah. making them smaller. Uh, yeah. Okay. A little smaller. So the cool thing about the box for the ranch is the fact that it it has enough room to fit not just the components from the original game, but the entire box from the original game. Yeah. So we, uh, one of the biggest questions, complaints was that we couldn't, people couldn't get all six player version into the original box. Well, I fit my six player version in just fine. Yeah. I mean, so did I, so but it was a big thing that people were, you know, it became like a small little thread on the uh, comment section. So this time around, we we literally just doubled the size of the box and made it deeper. And that way, and there's pictures on the Kickstarter page to show it, that it all does go, um, it does fit right in there. The box fits in snugly. So I'm working on creating a, box organizer that will sit next to it. So you can put all your tiles next to the original box, 
use the original box to hold all the tokens, the components, the cards, all that will fit in the original box. And then all the tiles sit next to it. And then you've got everything together. So you don't have to throw away the original box. Um, it's all compact into one box, which also, by the way, gets kind of heavy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of goody uh, there, you know, and that's like, even with your original game, so what? I mean, it, it fit all in the original box, right. but it was packed. You don't get that many games that are in this small box that are just packed with goodness. <laughs> well, that was, you know, it's kind of the design, you know, being a gamer myself and a wife that doesn't think I need any more games and I only have like, you know, a certain amount of space to put my games. I like to try to keep my boxes as small as I can and as tightly packed as I can so I can fit more games per square foot. Oh, I would say you maximize that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, this this one, uh, once you get it all put in there, pretty it's pretty tight. So, but yeah, there's pictures on the Kickstarter page showing where it all it all fits in there, and uh, it's pretty pretty good. So, is this the last of the expansions for fences? I would say for the foreseeable future, um, this is probably it. We, uh, you know, with Board Game Geek and all that, I mean, if anybody's got ideas or home rules or something, you know, definitely keep an eye, keep our eye out on that. Uh, we're, we've been working on other games right now uh, to work on or to push out after this one. So we've got at least three more games that are ready to go and a couple more in the pipeline that we're kind of working on. But I think right now this will be the end of Fences for now. Well, one thing I thought of is going along with the uh, uh, King of Tokyo dark version, you could do Fences, the barbed wire version. It'll be a little darker. Yeah, cow tipping. Yeah, cow tipping. I'm trying to think (laughs) of it. Yeah, just uh, lots of stuff. Combine gets loose. You you need to stay out of board games. <laughs> you scare me. <laughs> All right. Wow. So this is the dark edition. Really got dark really fast. Yep. Farmer loses an arm. Yep. Cool. We haven't seen that in real but life. He, he, but he goes to a surgeon and has him reattached with a bionic a miracle. Version. Yeah. Yeah. Now he looks like Cable. Yeah. <laughs> so when do you launch with uh, Fences the Ranch? So this will go live on October 13th and we're going to run for 23 days. So it'll end on November the 5th. Whoa. The weekend before extra life. There you go. Wow. So that's, let's see, November the 5th. That's what a Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So 23 days. What was the decision making on that? So, um, like I said, I've been reading a lot of books and blogs and listening to podcasts. And that was one of the uh, things is that uh, I believe was Gabe Barrett's book, his latest book on uh, Kickstarter advice. And it said that 23 days was like the best. Okay. Because you're, you're not running too long. You're not running too short because you get that. You know that bit the slump in the middle, 
And this kind of minimizes the slump because you had that first week and the last week, and then you just had that middle week instead of doing like 28 days or 30 days. Like a lot of people do, all you do is stretch that slump out and it gives people more time to think about it and talk themselves out of it. <laughs> okay. Well, it makes sense. I was just curious. I like, I've seen so many different variations on the timeline. I've even seen some out there at 45 days. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Tim and I ran 35 the first time. Okay. And I can tell you one of the first things when we got done with it was we're not doing 35 again. Um, and then I believe the onesie one was only 28. Okay. And so we're just kind of working our way. And like I said, I read the book, they said 23 and a lot of other people, they even do shorter. Um, I want to say button shy. I want to say only does like 14 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I've seen quite a few at 14 as well. Yeah. 14 would be great if, you know, for like a game like that, that's one like a $10 game. But I I think a a bigger game, you need that. You need that third week. I I, I totally agree with you on the third week because there's, there's times where I've just barely caught the end of a Kickstarter. I know this is like the worst thing in the possible world that I miss out on a Kickstarter. But anyway, they're like at 14 days and it's like, well, if there was another week, I would have stumbled across it next week. And instead, sometimes I miss out on it. I was like, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, there was a that happened uh, just randomly scrolling through Facebook yesterday. I saw a Kickstarter from a company I knew that I didn't even know they were running and it ends Monday. Oh, wow. I was like, how did I not even know? And it'd been up for 30. This is running a 30 day campaign. And I found out about it on day 25. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you need to be on Kickstarter more. I think that's not a good idea for anybody <laughs> on the podcast right now. <laughs> I I tend to agree with that. Uh, saying the guy that's got a Kickstarter going live. Yeah, yeah, well, no, well, no, yeah. it's good for everybody else. It's you good can, for all, people. All yeah, Kickstarter all the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, we uh, yeah we're gonna run twenty three. Um, we're setting our goal at eight thousand this time. Um, so a little higher than last time, but. We are also starting off with manufacturing in China. So as opposed to our last one where we were trying to keep it all in Chicago and well, we all know how that turns out, turned out for us. So, yeah. <laughs> how, how yeah. fast on that first Kickstarter did you meet your goal? What, what was the time frame as to when you met your goal? About a week, about a week. Our, actually it was funny. Our 100th backer, uh, threw us over the, the top. Oh, wow. But that's, yeah. I, I just, I'm always curious as to how long it takes for somebody. Well, like, okay, so Stronghold Games, you were talking about them earlier, puts out an expansion to Terraforming Mars. I think it meets its goal within the hour of it being put out. Yeah. And then you get Game One Games, maybe takes a couple days. And it seems like those companies don't necessarily need to be on Kickstarter. Somebody like you who does these as kind of a side hustle, so to speak. Um, yeah, that works because Kickstarter is you're what you're what Kickstarter was meant for basically is what I'm Yeah. Saying. So that's actually an interesting um, thing. And that that's, that's that Gabe Barrett book. Um, the Kickstarter, one of the questions he asks is where do you see the future of Kickstarter going? 
And a lot of people said that, you know, it's now just becoming a pre-order service for these big companies like Stronghold and stuff like that, where they're just basically not, ha- there's no risk for them anymore. They can, right. they can go put out the Terraforming Mars expansion, and, which my, my buddy backed. He's a huge fan of that game. So uh, he, you know, that's exactly what it is now. It's a pre-order for these larger companies. Companies, just like you said, that don't need the Kickstarter backers, but it's kind of become a store in and of itself. Right. And people like me and, um, you know, I've got a lot of contacts that I've been in touch with that, you know, this is, it's getting harder for us, but also easier at the same time because people are, you know, they're willing to, as long as, you know, I don't see bearded board games doing a giant Lords of Hellas uh, miniature game anytime soon. So, but as long as you don't try to do like the hundred dollar buy-in, you know, I think the markets, I'm hoping that it, these smaller eight to $15,000 games will continue to thrive, but the barrier is a lot higher now. Like we can't come in with an idea and, and rough art anymore. You got to come in with basically a a product. Yeah. You have to have a finished product now to go on Kickstarter. Yeah. You can't use, you can't use Kickstarter to fund your product. You've got to use it to manufacture your product. Yeah. And yeah, that's the biggest difference I see. So in your first campaign of Fences, you had a level where you uh, could create your own character. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Farmer Joe? Oh, yeah, that yeah, guy. That guy. That's my favorite character play in the game. <laughs> what makes that character? I just chopped their hand off right there. Yeah. Well, well, what are you doing? Nobody touches that card. Yep. Why do you think Tom has prosthetic hands? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I have my own copy of the game. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, so my question is in in the expansion, uh, what is there for, for tier levels? <laughs> okay, so what we're doing, because of um, we don't have any more characters to sell. So um, that was a question that Tim and I were trying to figure out. What can we do? And so we have nine new expansions. And we're going to offer nine backers a chance to play one of the expansions with Tim and I via Zoom or whatever we can set up, but probably a Zoom call, to play one of the expansions shortly after the Kickstarter is over, so before they get the game. And we'll record this play session and then we'll edit it into our playthrough video for our website. Cool. It'll be fun. Yeah. So we thought that would be an interesting way to interact with our backers, but also a fun way to create a playthrough video. You know, here's so-and-so who backed us on Kickstarter, and this is the Hay Bales expansion. And just kind of Edit it down, obviously, because nobody wants to watch a nine-hour playthrough video. Oh, no, I do. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch a nine-hour playthrough video. 
Um, so that's going to well, be- no, you're making them. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, um, that's the big one. That's going to be our big one. And then we have the other tiers. We have the, the, the thank you tier for a dollar more Then we got the print and play version for $5. Um, then the ranch itself, uh, is 25. And then we've got the ranch hand, which is, um, you get the ranch plus fences cause you missed it before. Um, and then you've got the one with the ranch and the fences and the five, six player and all, all that. That's like the whole hog. And then we got the home setter again, which is where you get the game and you get to play it with us before it, uh, before it releases. Okay. And what's the price point on that one? For you, a thousand dollars. For everybody else, a hundred. Oh, only a million, huh? Cool million. Yeah, only a All million. Right. Just trying to get to my funding faster, so you know. Yeah, yeah. I only need eight thousand, but a cool million. <laughs> a cool million will definitely put me right where I need to be. Yeah, uh, close to it. I mean, not not over it at all. <laughs> No, yeah. definitely not. Which, which isn't like a nineteen twenty five or nineteen sixty one Corvette. Is that what you're? That's where yeah. you want to be. That's where I'd like to be. Personally. Absolutely. But no. So the uh, home store is a hundred dollars, um, and that'll get you the ranch and fences if you need it. Um, and then uh, you get a play. Also, I forgot to mention the first forty eight hours. All backers in the first forty eight hours will get a signed copy. Oh. Of the game. Why do you got to do that to me, man? Because because obviously you know I'm going to do it now. So I think your fences is already signed by me, isn't it? Um, I can't original. remember if it is or not. I think I, the original it might be because I, I know I signed your Farmer Joe card. <laughs> yep, I got that. Yep, actually, you I might have. have. Yeah, I think I signed my stall cleaner Collins. That's what it was. Yep, we exchanged signatures. Yeah. Yep, because we, we said we were going to be worth so much money, and then someday we were going to sell the card to f- pay for our funding. Uh, no how did that work that, out for you? I had no <laughs> idea that my card like it was going to devalue my game so much. It did I, instantly as soon as I signed it. It was like, oh wow, I can't even give this away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, man, I discovered such a good idea. The card. But it yeah. happens. So yeah, I'm excited, and then uh, the Homesteader level will come with the, the signed copy as well. If not Ooh. So well, but yeah, we're hoping that uh, you know, like last time we did just just shy of fifteen thousand. So hopefully, eight thousand is not out of the question this time around. Okay, and you said this launches on October thirteenth. October thirteenth. What day is that? Tuesday. Okay, good, good man. <laughs> yeah, that's what the you know we you always launch on Tuesdays. Yep, it makes sense. I don't know why, but it does. Yeah, I'm always yeah. checking Kickstarter at Tuesday, Wednesday. That's I can always like comic Tuesday. Books Wednesday. I can always tell it's Tuesday on Kickstarter when uh, my e- my inbox fills up with what everybody's back in before I get out of bed. <laughs> Uh, do you follow me on Kickstarter? <laughs> <You do. laughs> 
I apologize for that. Yeah, I, I have all the ones that say Joe. Just automatically, I wrote a rule that just throws them right in the trash for me. Oh, so I've, you do the Tom method? I've tried to do that, but I actually <laughs> see them, and then sometimes I'm intrigued enough that I have to actually open them and look at them, and then I'm like, oh man. Well, Joe, I, also, I had a couple conversations about that. Like, I see him back in game, and I'm like, hey. Joe, what's up with this game? And he and I'll have a quick conversation about the game. And then I decided, yeah, I'll go ahead and back that too. Why not? Yeah. Uh, You're a sucker. I'll join you in that. Yeah. That, uh... <laughs> yeah. I got a got sucker tattooed on my forehead. Let's go for it. Hey, I spend money, my money, and I'm going to go ahead and help you spend your money too. That's right. That's what I need. Help spending my money. That's how I keep the addiction alive. <laughs> right. Average Absolutely. Joe's Gamers Anonymous. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, you mentioned you're going to be working on some more games, or you actually had some ready. Uh, without giving too much away, are they kind of tile lane games, or do you no, have something completely uh, different? No. So the next game, so we we entered in a couple uh, of a competition with, with Button Shy. They, they host competitions a lot uh, for an 18-card game, and we developed a few different ones that we liked. We submitted two of them, but then there's some weird attraction to the 18 card game. And so we've been working on a couple different 18 card games. Um, Tim and I, Tim's got one that's fantastic. It's um, uh, a card drafting game and you get points based on whether or not you play the card face up, face down on everybody else's face up, face down. What and so when you're done with the, the the game or the first round, you know you have to score everything based on okay. So this card is worth this many points, but if it's face up, it's worth bonus points because everybody else knows what it is and can make decisions on their side based on your cards. And it's it's a blast. It's it's great. And then. Um, I came up with an idea for an 18 card deck. And so you would have a deck and the other person would have a deck. And then it's kind of plays out kind of like war, but with a bunch of different modifiers and weaknesses and stuff like that. Um, So like I said, there's something about the 18 card game that once you start making them, you just can't stop. So you could make an 18 card game, the many faces of Joe. One of them would be mine. Wow. Well, you know. You're a sick man. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that's that's kind of your next line is the uh the smaller button button shy type games. Maybe. Um depending how this this one, you know, this Kickstarter goes. Um I've still got my worker placement game that all fits in a box, in a magnetic box. Okay. Um and that's it's a worker placement game where the whole game takes place in the box. Like everybody has their play mat in front of them. And the one thing I've with worker placement games is most of the time they take so long to set up and tear down. Like Champions of Midgard, Lords of Waterdeep, even Stone Age. Like the setup and tear down time is, you know, <laughs> it's 20 minutes to set the game up. And so I wanted to try to condense all that yeah. down. So I've got a my worker placement game all takes place. Like everybody gets a player mat and their meeple. And then it all takes place like in the box. And then when you're done, you put everything back in the box where it goes and then magnetically shuts and you're good to go. 
So, okay. so it as a game. And then as I made it, I'm like, you know, it'd be fun as if, you know, I just kind of kept condensing it down. And then I realized, man, if we make the box about this size, the whole game would fit right in here. We wouldn't have to, nothing would have to come out. So that's one. Um, let me try and think. Well, Tim's got the pirate game. We're still trying to, still trying to iron out. Yep, you had mentioned that the last time we talked. Yeah, that one just just needs to. We need to figure out a few things, like what is our, what is the end game supposed to be? Because we keep having a, <laughs> different ideas on what should be the end of the game. Yeah, it's about all we got going on right now. So we got the worker placement, a handful of 18 card games, and then the pirate game, which looks like right now we're calling it seven C's. I think it's also like it's 10th title. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I think a character you are missing in one of your games would be just a silhouette of a man. With a large mustache, an awesome mustache. Uh, not a great mustache. I mean, if awesome he had a beard, it'd be better. Mustache. But the just coming. a large mustache that you know, kind of like from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, how the dad <laughs> had just those little slits for eyes, and then it's mostly just mustache. Yeah, well, that's what Tom looks like, <laughs> except with glasses. Yeah, it's just glasses on a mustache. There you go, and then a neck. That's it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> neck. A neck is attached to a mustache. Right. And then you just, you see these fries just kind of go underneath the mustache and then nothing else. It's just like, that's, that's how he eats. So the mustache. So that would make a great pirate. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we have a, so. With a hooked toe. Oh. (laughs) We're going to sell like, you know, pictures for the pirate game as well. And we're like, eh, I don't know. So, but like I said, we've been toying with the idea of the game and different components have come and gone. And, but one day we were playing and we realized at lunch that all of us had beards except our one buddy, Doug. And we decided <laughs> that we were going to make him in the game as Doug the Beardless. Uh, <laughs> don't be like Doug. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, I mean, just like, Kind of like shock. He's like, "Why would you? Why would you do that?" We're like, well, "Why can't you grow a beard?" And that became like the <laughs> lunch that day. And Doug, Doug was not very happy, mostly because he can't grow a beard. Yeah, it's because he couldn't yeah. grow a beard. Yeah. You know, I was actually at Walmart the other day, and they have in the uh, the the beard care aisle, <laughs> they have a uh, bottle of stuff that is supposed to enhance the beard growth. <laughs> It's like $24 for this little bottle of stuff that you're supposed to put on your face. I always laugh. So maybe. I, I like the people that always like, I mean, I, did, I didn't shave for a year just to see how big my beard would get. And uh, I, I just remember getting stopped all the time by people and asking, man, how'd you grow that beard? And I'm like, hear me out. I didn't shave. the mystery's revealed you've just given away the secret i know and i'm just like you know i just didn't shave man like that that's what i did yeah i have a buddy at work who's got a beard that i've always wanted to have 
and he won't give it to me. And I can't. So he grow shaved it. him alive. No, so I just I can't grow it. I'd start my beard grows starting in late September, early October. I start now. Usually run through January with it, and it gets decent looking. I guess I don't know, um, but it's not. He's like, modest. He's like it looks pretty sexy. It's, yeah, well, <laughs> it's like an attachment to the mustache. That's a given, but it doesn't become this. It, it's basically tight to my face it's not like one of these beards that comes down to your chest like some like a dwarf oh well which is what that's because you don't have chest hair so when you have chest hair and beard hair they merge together to make the ultimate covering Ah, now i get it okay yeah no i mean i've never been able to do the really long beard and it's and this guy that's a friend of mine at work i think he grew his for three weeks and it was like that well it's It's because he's a true viking like a gimli beard yeah yeah Yeah, mine mine gets really out there if I don't take care, if I don't trim it down, it go like from like the sideburns down. It just starts going just kind of straight out to the side. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what mine does. Um, What's yeah. wrong with that? Nothing's wrong yeah. with that. It's just not what yeah, I just, want yeah. for my beard. So I have to like brush it down and stuff. But yeah, it, it gets crazy. I have the Abraham Lincoln beard instead of the Gimli beard. And I want the Gimli beard. Oh, well, someday. So Tom, he just draw, he grows the mustache, and then every once in a while he grows the accessory called the beard. Right, and I do that. <laughs> well, okay, I went to a school called SDSU in Brookings, South Dakota, where we have Hobo Days, and so the tradition becomes starting in October you start growing your beard. And my son went to SDSU, and he cannot grow a beard to save his life. He's got his mom's skin, basically. Uh, she probably wants that back. She probably does. Okay. But anyway, so he, he couldn't grow his beard. He can grow a goatee and he has kind of a wispy mustache, a uh, good looking kid, but just can't grow a beard. So I said, I'll show you how that works. And three days later I had basically a beard and he's like, shut up dad. But then I started doing that every year since. And- you know, it explains more and more about the mustache though. <laughs> Your kid can't grow one and yet you have this massive mustache. <laughs> yeah. Which I've had since I was eighteen. Yep. So wow, <laughs> couldn't pass even a little bit onto your son. That's pretty selfish. I tried, but it just he wouldn't take it. My other son, on the other hand, can grow a beard faster than I can. So okay, hear me out. New game, bearded board games, bearded wars. There you go. <laughs> beard wars. Yep. And then you have just the random mustache appear. Yeah. And then he just gets annihilated. No, he takes out all the beards. Uh, I think you've misunderstood works. the rules. <laughs> I don't think you understand the, go, the mustache. All side of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I'm curious. Uh, when you play board games with, with your, your children, do you observe the tiebreaker? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. I could and... send Tom down. Yeah, we uh, definitely, uh, we definitely do. Um, we we like uh, when it's one of my son's favorite things is when we have a tie. He likes to read the rules and figure out the the tiebreaker. And so Tim and I had designed a game that we were working on, and I was playing it with my son, and we tied. And he goes, well, "What's the tiebreak, Dad?" I was like, "I, I don't know." We've, we've never tied before. So I texted t- uh, Tim and I'm like, what's the tie break? And he's like, 
I don't know. So it became this huge conversation for like two or three days on like, how should we break the tie in this game? Like, should it be the most cards, the least amount of cards, the, you know, the, the, the least negative points you took, you know, just like what, like how could you break the tie in this and make it seem fair? So. Okay, that's a that's an important point on the tiebreaker rule is that it's fair. It's very fair. And I don't think that the tiebreaker rule you made up is fair. It is too. You get to win. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, I bleed. You have to understand Joe's tiebreaker. I'll let him explain it to you. So I think a really cool rule that you could put in your fences, because most people have home tiebreaker rules. Just put sure. observe the tiebreaker rule. <laughs> and for us, it's we take it's... Tom out back and whoever inflicts the most stab wounds wins. And uh. now now hear me out. Tom wins these tiebreakers sometimes. Yeah, that's the sad part <laughs> of the whole thing. Is occasionally I win. Well, Over there leaning on the fence, go woozy. We just let him win. We need to go back to the okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get you one more time, but all right, yep. you got it. But I've I've seen a lot of different tiebreakers, but you know, I know most people do have their home tiebreaker rule and I've always kind of just waited for one of the rule books that just says observe the tiebreaker rule. <laughs> Whatever your tiebreaker rule is in your house, that's how you do it. There yep. you go. Or if you want to just put it at the very bottom Observe the average Joe's tiebreaker rule. <laughs> no, that's And bad. then we will just ship parts of Tom <laughs> to you. That's not good. Was the, there was a game. I'm trying to think of what it was. The, the uh, tiebreak was a sword fight to the death. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I, oh. Only we had the knowledge of the world at our fingertips. A couple years ago, like with the samurais and like the different clans. Oh yeah, you can't say Geekway to Tom. He's he breaks down and cries. <laughs> I know. Have you been often to Geekway or just uh we're gonna be there this year? He was there last year. Were you? I was oh, there. God. I've been yeah, there the right. last You're right, you were there because you chat so you signed the cards for each other. Okay, yep. silly me. Tom doesn't remember much after I don't. a year I, I don't either. Spend a lot of time. Yeah, never mind. No, I uh, I've been there three or four years running, so Oh. I'm surprised I didn't run into you the first couple of years I was there then. Well, it's because Adam uh, avoids you. I, I wasn't. Have. I didn't have my own, uh, my own booth at those times. Ah, okay. Yeah, but there's only like three people at Geekway, yeah, so I don't a, understand yeah, how you guys didn't like run that. into not each like other. There's not like there's a thousand people <laughs> three, running around three, there. Yeah, three people every step. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, but one, I can't remember what it was and the name of that game is now, but it was like, yeah, the, the tiebreak was sword fight to the death. We it would, like the second time we played at the office, we had a tie, and it was like, "Well, this is going to get awkward." <laughs> Tiebreaker could be uh, cow tipping. There you go. <laughs> uh, it might up. encourage a lot of unnecessary cow tipping. <laughs> I think I think barbed wire. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. I like that. So this actually, and that I was thinking about fences, the ranch is a pretty good release date because that's typically when most farmers are out there doing their harvest is, is October, September, October. 
We just we planned it that way. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> exactly what you guys planned on. Yes. So we will offer that. So like if you only have the four player version, there is a, a backer level to get the ranch plus the six player expansion. And will there be add ons uh, after the campaign in the like the pledge manager? Uh we'll see. Um We'll we'll try to handle those on a individual basis. Play um, play mats are always a good way to get extra money out of Joe. How are you going to do a play mat for a tile laying game? <laughs> oh, you can figure out a way to do it. It's just a green play mat. Yeah, there you go. Carpet. Yeah. Yes the uh, the artificial grass carpet. There That's you what go. you should do. Yeah. There, you go. there it is. It's, a, it's an eight by ten foot piece of uh, artificial turf. <laughs> You're the man. You there got you my go. pledge right there. there. Right there. You just you just yeah. made yourself forty dollars from Joe. Lowe's is is texting me already. Yeah, Perfect. Uh, I'll pick it up uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Then I need. I... <laughs> um, um, if you want to do multiple copies, can you add a certain amount where you do multiple copies? Yeah, we're gonna we have uh, we're gonna change some verbiage on the the Kickstarter pledge levels that's, that will have that in there. Um, okay. I think it's like add thirty bucks of co- to cover the additional weight for shipping and okay, the um, so yeah that'll cover it. All right, and my last question uh, for people that don't back things on Kickstarter like Tom, <laughs> uh, are you going to do like a retail pledge? So we're still up in the air about that. We only had I think three or four people do it last time, um, so we were going to just contact those individual companies and see if they were interested and come up with the level, you know, try to figure that out. Um, cause yeah, last time, uh, we had, mm, we had one in the middle of Illinois, one in Australia, one in Oregon and one in, uh, St. Louis. Okay. So I don't know if we'll do a retail pledge this time around or not, or if we'll just, like I said, reach out to those that backed at that level last time and, and go from there. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. But we're going to start trying to do a, you know, we're going to try to start doing some more retail push, uh, in 2021, try to get into some stores and work with some companies to expand our cool reach. Well, in the meantime, uh, for the people that are waiting on the Kickstarter, we're going to go ahead and give away a copy of the base game of offenses. So cool. all you have to Excellent. do to enter that, Adam, give us a catchphrase. Just, uh, let's just go with you reap what you sow. There you go. All right. That's pretty That's farm related and it could be beard related. All right. <laughs> if you consider shaving reaping. You're a little reapy. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said it that way. <laughs> you know, hear what you want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, so all you have to do is email Average Joe's Gaming Podcast at Outlook.com and put the phrase, you reap what you sow, and you will be entered into a fences giveaway. The base game, four-player game, uh, put out by Adam Collins and Tim Forbes from bearded board games. And you will love this game because it's one of our family favorites. Should we, should we give the game a rating? Adam, do you know our rating scale? Was it single dice? Dice. What is it? Island. Island Island dice. dice. I want to sign an island dice. 
Oh, no, 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 no. It's not even in that ballpark. No, not even close. Adam, what would you give this game? <laughs> I'm trying to... So average Joe's is like a three. Right? Smoke yes. Yeah. Yep. Then you got the Smoking Joe, which is almost a knockout. That's a number four. You've got a Joe-tacular. That's a number five. That's one of your faves. And then you've got the greatest game of all time. Which is a Joe Almighty Twilight Imperium. Oh, <laughs> no, that's uh, got that earlier. I'm gonna go ahead and cover you in gasoline right now. Uh, so the Joe Tastic is that what the, the five was? Joe Tacular, Joe Tacular, Joe Tacular. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, I, I really like to play this game a lot. Um, I like so I like games with high replayability, games that there's not always like that one dominant strategy to where like, well, if you can get ahead on this or that, then winning's easy. And those games, you know, they don't have the high replayability that I think I like, I like tile lane games too. You know, Carcassonne's one of my favorite games. Cause yep. you can just, every game is different who you play with. They order the tiles come out. Same thing with fences, you know, what, what profile cards you take and like in case you don't just keep playing as farmer Joe. I don't think that's an option. Yeah, what do you think? What? <laughs> yeah. Or one of the cats. I almost always play as one of the cats. All right, so the base game, you're giving it a Jotacular. Now, Jotacular. let's throw the ranch in there. What are you giving it now? Oh, I, I will have to step it up, I, I think, because we really, the, the whole idea behind these expansions was to give it more replayability, give it different ways to to play and to score um, different interactions between players. So we'll, we'll, we'll ramp it up with the Joe Almighty. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Tom, what do you give the base game of ranches? All right. Well, and you'd mentioned this Carcassonne was one of the first games I ever learned that was beyond like Monopoly or Sorry or any of that kind of game. Uh, so I've sort of fell in love with the tile laying games. So because this is a tile laying game and because it's kind of a unique theme which i'd never seen before and because um there's a lot of replayability the components that i've seen so far are real cool it is a jotacular game for me okay yeah i enjoy playing this one quite a bit all right and uh thrown in all the cool expansions for the ranch i have not played them so i cannot do a rating based on that while you're a monster okay you could have just thrown a rating out there but kind of but i haven't played it yet so it would not have been an honest you rating can, you can edit out and just repeat my joe oh my <laughs> that's a way to go with it <laughs> yeah it's like well i think and then it's your voice going it's a joe almighty <laughs> all right so for me the ranch uh i absolutely love the tile laying i love the theme of it uh it really screams the midwest for me yeah and then you've got this awesome I would say the best card in the game. One of the Farmer cats. Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I love it. Uh, I love the ease of getting into the table. I like the fact that your, your base game rules are on one sheet. Very yeah. easy to teach, very easy to get a table. And it's very quick. You just, you're playing a tile, you pick up a tile, you place a hen house, you know, you, you close in a fence, you score it. I like it. For me, Joe Tacular for the base game offenses, uh, a very high Joe Tacular um, with the ranch, Joel Almighty, all day long. Once Thank I get you. to play the ranch. Yep, you'll never get to play the ranch. Which we were trying to uh, do but... last week, but somebody <laughs> didn't print out the rules. They were on my phone, okay? 
It's easier I, for me to play something than to play it with you guys. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I see how it goes. So yeah. I, I backed a game on Kickstarter and I got it uh, a couple weeks ago and it's on these cards that are like, they are like one and a half by two and a half. And he did a four cards are rules. And the font is like three point. I literally took a picture of the rule cards on my phone so that I could zoom in and read the rules. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's not good. That's, <laughs> that's not good. No, but the, the game itself isn't bad. It's just I had to take a picture of the rules and zoom in to learn how to play the game because to read the, the rules. Yeah, it's so stinking small. So, yeah, well, I can tell you right now, Joe, that the rule book for the ranch will not be one page. <laughs> well, that's all right, because you got nine expansions. So yeah. like when I printed them out, uh, I printed them on one expansion on each page. Yeah, so, so that's. I mean, you can put the rules. You could probably go three pages, or yeah, three pages, or I two pages. And, artist is working on them right now. I can't remember how many uh, sheets they're going to be. Yeah. Well, either way, I, I like what you guys did with the expansions. Yeah, the expansions rules are simple. I yeah, mean, they are. They're they're. They you guys have with your the, picture uh, for uh, your references. It's just it's yeah. very well done. So. Um, I'll definitely be out there on uh, October 13th to uh, do my backing. Excellent. So, and then if you have a retail pledge, then Tom will do his thing with his local store and try to get somebody to back it with him. As I have mentioned in the past, (laughs) companies the size of Bearded Board Game are the companies that were intended for Kickstarter. So there's a possibility that I'll jump on and maybe look at backing it. Jump up on it. Yeah, possibly. We'll see. I, I honestly don't know. But like I say, I also am going to know somebody who's going to have a copy of it. Yeah, so either no. way, you're probably going to get one from me. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just means I'll be backing it either way. One or two, five, six, whatever copies. Well, it's, it's funny. At work, we pulled together a uh, we pulled together a list of our games for playing at lunch. Um, and uh, we everybody thought it would be funny to list that they had fences. And so I was like, yes, guys, we know you have fences. Like, you know. We don't need <laughs> copies of fences. So well, so we gave away all the all of the onesies that I backed from you for oh, your man. your bearded board yeah. game onesies. Yep. We gave away those on our Facebook lives, and then we already gave away one copy or two copies of Fences, the base game, on the on the show. So this will be our third one we're giving away. Yep. Excellent. So, people seem to really like the game, and I don't blame one. them. It's a good one. It is. Oh. And then, I, of course, I gave away quite a few copies last year as well. So. Oh, yeah, for the Extra Life. Yep. Thing. Yep. So, which you guys were nice enough to donate. Yes. Yes. We did. We had some. And we got rid of that. I almost say got rid of, but yeah. The yeah. first printing, yeah. which yes. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I, it was all right. So I have a first printing, and then I have your second printing. <laughs> I'm a I'm a nerd that has to have them all. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that's it for us. So until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Tom. And I'm Adam. So the winner for the previous giveaway was Zachary Waterston 
for the DeLorean. And all you had to do to enter that was email the phrase, where we're going, we don't need roads. So congratulations, Zachary. We'll email you and get that out to you shortly. Hey, do you want to play games for a good cause? Join Extra Life, a community of 50,000 gamers all over the world who play games to heal kids at Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Find out more at extra-life.org. Thank you all for listening. Hey, follow us on Facebook at Average Joe's Gaming Podcast and the Average Joe's Gaming Podcast group. You can follow us on Instagram at Average Joe's Gaming and on Twitter at Hammerly Joseph. And you can stream a number of different videos on YouTube. You can also listen to our podcast on Google Play Music, Amazon Alexa and TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Castro, Podchaser, Pandora, and SGP Radio. Can I have it? No. Okay, let's see how it's